Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we're joined by our Atlantic Division expert, Chris D'Ambrosio, here to break down the past week of NBA action for the Celtics, Knicks, Nets, Raptors, and 76ers. Chris, tell us about the Celtics and how they've been playing recently. Well, John, I think we should actually start with a team that's been playing a little bit better than the Celtics. Let's let's start with the Raptors actually today. I feel like, John, each week I've been saying it's only a matter of time before the Raptors begin to turn things around. And well, that's what they've done. Uh, they've won nine of their last 12 games and won four straight, including uh, wins against the Sixers. And they actually swept the box, which was very impressive. Kyle Lowry has missed the past three games, but that's okay. The Raptors have looked great anyway. Norman Powell has been a great scoring option this year. Uh, Siakam's been stuffing the stat sheet. Fred Van Vliet's been a bit streaky, but still putting up good numbers. And our guy, Chris Boucher, has been solid. I really believe this team truly has what it takes to go far in the playoffs. And an interesting stat that actually you were um, telling me about was that the Raptors had started the season 2-8, and eight, and the Celtics were 8-3. and three, And now the Raptors actually have a better record. And uh, one of the reasons for the Raptors' success is three-point shooting. They're currently third in the league in three-pointers made, and their defense has been good too. They're second in the league in steals per game and eighth in the league in blocks per game. Um, so I'm pretty excited actually to see what, um, what's to come for this Raptors team. Awesome stuff for the Raptors. And really, how about the Nets, who are only half a game out of first in the East and are really looking like the threat that everyone thought they were? Where do you see them rivaling with your 76ers? Well, I think they're a huge threat, John, which is, <laughs> it's hard to say. They're currently in the midst of a six-game winning streak. And, um, John, let's also look at the teams that they've beaten during this streak. They've beaten the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Warriors, the Pacers. Uh, these are some of the top teams in the NBA. And the most important thing to keep in mind for the streak is that KD has not played, which makes it even scarier for the NBA when he comes back. James Harden's scoring has gone up a bit as well. Um, he's kind of looking a little bit more like his old self in terms of scoring, 37 and 38 in two of the past three games. Kyrie's been remarkable. The Nets lead the league in points per game, field goal percentage, and they're second in three-point percentage. And again, we have to realize all of these numbers are coming without KD. Also, they've been getting contributions from other guys as well. Joe Harris has been ridiculous from three this season, averaging 50%. John, this is a scary, scary team when playoffs come. Scary for sure. And then on that same note, what about the Sixers who are sitting right now at the first in the Eastern Conference, but as the Nets are inching closer to them, what do they need to do to keep that separation? They honestly need to do quite a bit, John. They've won two of their last three games, but they really haven't looked as dominant as they had at the beginning of the season. But let, let's start with the positive. Joel Embiid's still as dominant as he's ever been. Basically looks like he's playing in a pickup game. In the game against the Rockets, he nearly recorded a triple-double with 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists. He then followed up that performance with 50 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, four blocks, and two steals. That's what you call stuffing the stat sheet. And that was also a career high in points for him. Ben Simmons is also playing with a new confidence. In the last four games, he's been averaging 28 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists on nearly 70% shooting. Um, that's extremely impressive. And also Tobias Harris has been great. Danny Green shot the ball well. This has all been great, but what has not been going so well is that they haven't gotten great productions from guys besides their stars. Tyrese Maxey, there was a lot of hype around him at the beginning of the season. He still has great potential, but he's not what he was at the beginning of the season, and nor is Shake Milton. So they're going to start needing more production from these guys, I think, to be serious title contenders. I still think they're one piece away from being true championship contenders. Interesting stuff. And then moving over to the Knicks, who they've only played two games since we last spoke, but what are you seeing from them coming into this week where they're finally letting fans back in the stands? 
Yeah, John. So they're only one on one in those games, um, which kind of sums up their season. But I have to say, I'm pretty jealous that you're um, going to the game on Thursday against Sacramento. I I'm craving live basketball. So you're going to have to let me know how that goes. But honestly, yeah, not too much has happened since we last spoke. Julius Randle's continued to be an anchor for this team. RJ Barrett has been a good scoring option for this team, scoring 21-15 in the past two games. Um, and I love this stat. Every week it still stays that the Knicks still boast the best defense in the NBA in terms of uh, opponents' points per game. And it's actually by a pretty significant margin as well, by almost three points. The, the Knicks aren't title contenders, but they are a playoff contender in the East, which is very exciting. Finally wrapping things up with the Celtics, who that they've been holding for the last few weeks. What are you seeing from them? Look, all, all respect to the Celtics, but they, they've been bounced off for a reason. And honestly, this kind of confused me. I mean, they're two and two in the past four games. And I would say they're definitely one of the most disappointing teams in the NBA this year. Um, they, they had so much potential at the beginning. And look, it's still early, so we can't make any claims right now. They're sixth in the East at 500 with a 15 and 15 record. But in this East, you really never know. What's interesting about the East is that from 14th place to the 13th place team, no one team is more than a half a game in front of the team directly below them, which is very, you don't see that too often. I don't know. The Celtics right now seem to be separated from the East royalty, which are the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Nets. And look, Jason Tatum has been playing great basketball, averaging 31 in the past three games. Uh, Jalen Brown has been playing well, despite 35% shooting in the past three games. Besides that, there's really not that much to be excited about. Kemba Walker is extremely streaky. Uh, Marcus Smart is still out. And they just haven't looked that great. But luckily, they're still in sixth place but I think they need to do something pretty quickly if they want to turn the season around.